0: Father Brown was wandering through a picture gallery, with an expression that suggested that he had not come there to look at the pictures. Indeed, he did not want to look at the pictures, though he liked pictures well enough. Not that there was anything immoral or improper about those highly modern pictorial designs. He would indeed be of an inflammable temperament, who was stirred to any of the more pagan passions by the display of interrupted spirals, inverted cones, and broken cylinders— with which the art of the future inspired or menaced mankind. The truth is that Father Brown was looking for a young friend, who had appointed that somewhat incongruous meeting-place being herself of a more futuristic turn. The young friend was also a young relative, one of the few relatives that he had. Her name was Elizabeth Fane, simplified into Betty, and she was the child of a sister who had married into a race of refined but impoverished squires, As the squire was dead as well as impoverished, Father Brown stood in the relation of a protector as well as a priest, and in some sense a guardian as well as an uncle. At the moment, however, he was blinking about at the groups in the gallery without catching sight of the familiar brown hair and bright face of his niece. Nevertheless, he saw some people he knew and a number of people he did not know, including some that as a mere matter of taste he did not much want to know. Among the people the priest did not know, and who yet aroused his interest, was a lithe and alert young man, very beautifully dressed and looking rather like a foreigner, because while his beard was cut in a spade shape like an old Spaniard's, his dark hair was cropped so close as to look like a tight black skullcap. Among the people the priest did not particularly want to know, was a very dominant-looking lady, sensationally clad in scarlet, with a mane of yellow hair too long to be called bobbed, but too loose to be called anything else. She had a powerful and rather heavy face of a pale and rather unwholesome complexion, and when she looked at anybody she cultivated the fascinations of a basilisk. She towed in attendance behind her a short man with a big beard and a very broad face, with long sleepy slits of eyes. The expression of his face was beaming and benevolent, if only partially awake, but his bull neck, when seen from behind, looked a little brutal. Father Brown gazed at the lady, feeling that the appearance and approach of his niece would be an agreeable contrast. Yet he continued to gaze for some reason, until he reached the point of feeling that the appearance of anybody would be an agreeable contrast. It was therefore with a certain relief, though with a slight start as of awakening, that he turned at the sound of his name, and saw another face that he knew. It was the sharp but not unfriendly face of a lawyer named Granby, whose patches of grey hair might almost have been the powder from a wig, so incongruous were they with his youthful energy of movement. He was one of those men in the city who run about like schoolboys in and out of their offices. He could not run round the fashionable picture gallery quite in that fashion, but he looked as if he wanted to and fretted as he glanced to left and right, seeking somebody he knew.